0: with your faith you're not the only one you're listening to The Drew Marshall Show
1: Folks you are listening to The Drew Marshall Show we're streaming live at drewmarshall.ca we're live right here in Southern Ontario on Joy 1250 what a privilege to have my friend back Stephen Halfyard on the show Stephen buddy what's going on you're up there in ODOT are you? Yes I am Thanks for coming back. Uh, you know, it just seems like you were here yesterday. I guess it was uh, uh, three weeks ago now. Three um, weeks ago today. Yeah, that you and Priscilla came into the studio and and we still have people talking about this. I mean, I was just talking to the interns before the the show started, and Stephanie was saying that you know she had a lump in her throat for kind of like you know, a good chunk of the interview, and it's um, it's a tough story. Uh, So let me just share it again, just so our listeners are caught up. Okay, go ahead. Um, Your daughter Priscilla was taking her six-year-old brother uh, Spencer to hockey, and uh, there was a car accident. Spencer was killed. She was taken to the hospital. And then shortly afterwards, the doctor discovered that Priscilla had cancer. Did I get all that right? That's correct. Okay. Okay. And then how long in total, from diagnosis to the time of her passing, did she have cancer for? Was that about a year and a half? Uh,
0: No, it was closer to a year. Almost a full year.
1: Okay. All right. So this is aggressive. This was aggressive and rare cancer. What kind was it again?
0: It was called synovial sarcoma, which is a soft tissue that targets adolescents and young adults.
1: Right. Right. When she came, when you guys came into the studio, she had a big um, tumor on her left arm. She had um, the I can't remember what they're called. The plugs in her right arm. What were they called? Uh, Pick line. Pick line. That's right. And
0: that was for her chemo, and they could take blood from it for doing blood tests and stuff. It can them from having to
1: poke her all the time. Sure, sure. And she said that, um, you know, you'll have to, she basically sort of said, you'll have to excuse me, I have chemo brain, you know, it I, means I, my thinking and my clarity isn't that great. But I thought she did amazingly well in that interview. She
0: blew us away. Hmm. Like her, the, when she was on the show there, it was absolutely amazing. And going into it, she told me she was nervous. And you wouldn't know it through that interview. And when we came out of it, I said, you sure didn't look like you were nervous. And she goes, Dad, it wasn't me. That was all God. I'm going,
1: (laughs) you're blowing me away again. (laughs) She had a real kind of gracious tenacity. In other words, she she was gracious about how she handled things, but she was kind of straight up about it.
0: Yep. She was... She was not afraid to die. Um, And most people are. I am. I'm afraid to die. Mm -hmm. But she was not afraid to die. She knew where she was going, as she shared in that interview. And she said, God's going to take me when he wants me. Why fight it? Like, everybody's going to die sooner or later.
1: (laughs) How was the wedding, man?
0: Absolutely incredible. Um, We rolled her out in her hospital bed because uh, she just she couldn't sit up anymore. Mm. Um, the tumors that were in her hips were, she was in excruciating pain. So I walked her out um, and uh, the ceremony was incredible. You can even see that online. Um, and knowing Priscilla, as crazy as she was, that's how she started her funeral, was with this wedding video. Hmm. And there wasn't a dry eye in the place.
1: <laughs> you really? You can, yeah.
0: <laughs> and there was over 400 people at the funeral. That's nice. On that Saturday.
1: That's good. What, uh, wh- <laughs> you were you were by her side when she died?
0: Yep. Yep. I was there, um, I was there shortly, like probably a half an hour before And I was just talking with the nurses, and I said, the one nurse, Joyce, at Bethel House, an absolutely phenomenal place. Um, And I said, I know you don't know, but can you tell me? um, Sorry. Can you tell me how long she has? And she said, uh, she said, Steve, I wish I could. I said, she said, but I don't know how long she has. She said it could be moments, it could be hours. And I said, like, what am I looking for? Like, what am I watching for? And she said, um, her fingers are going to get cold, her toes are going to get cold. um, And I said, her fingers are cold now. So, even then, I didn't know, I knew it wasn't going to be long, but I didn't know how quick it was gonna be. So I'd stepped out of the room, and somebody came down the hall, and they said, the nurse wants to wants you in the room. And I went back in the room, and I watched her uh, take her last four breaths. But peaceful, like, and I, you can't explain it unless you were there. Like, mm. hard to explain.
1: Um yeah. Um, okay. As a as a dad who has children, as a dad who has a daughter the same yep. age as your daughter.
0: Yeah. What,
1: what does that do to you?
0: Um <laughs> I don't know. Um, um we gave our kids to the Lord and I don't know um if I can spl- explain it um, clear enough for people to to get it, that you give your kids to the Lord, and you said, "Lord, um, they're yours. Um, take care of them. Um, watch over them." Um, yeah, I I don't know what what else to say. Hmm.
1: Um, but yeah. That's okay. No, I just you know, it look, it's every parent's nightmare, right? I mean, oh, you, yeah. it's oh, yeah. it's not the natural process of things and nope. and everyone has a little bit of something inside of us that says, "What would I do if that happened to me?"
0: Yeah. Priscilla was at peace. And how could I as as a parent fight that? You can't. Like I was talking to a counselor and they said What if it was the other way? What if she was fighting death, um, fighting dying, fighting her cancer? um, And and it was the opposite. She goes, I know where I'm going. I know I'm going to die. I'm okay. Even even that morning that she passed away, um, the pastor from our church came in, and he said, uh, read a couple of verses, She looked up at him and said I'm okay (laughs) and I'm going I'm not okay (laughs) how can you be okay but she knew the time was close her husband her husband now um, was in the room right after that and he looked down at her and he said I love you she popped her eyes wide open said, I love you, and that was the last three words she said, and it was 45 minutes to an hour, and she was gone. In the arms of Jesus. Yeah.
1: Stephen, tell us about the father-daughter dance. Uh,
0: oh, okay. <laughs> let, me, let me share one other thing first, because she was a, a funny kid, and even through all her pain brought humor like crazy as it sounds so i near the end probably the last week i would have to grab her arms and she said dad just pull me up because she couldn't um get the washroom so i'd pull her up and lift her over to a commode and that's where i got my daddy (laughs) hugged yeah so i pulled her up and uh And she would sit up because she was so exhausted just by me pulling her up. And she would put her head on my chest. And I knew she was in pain. I knew she was in so much pain. And then she started laughing, like this belly laugh. And I'm going, what is wrong? She says, Dad, it was just gas. (laughs) (laughs) So, like... And I know, I know, I know, I know that she was in so much pain, but in all the, all that pain, she made me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. So, um, and then with this Cinderella, um, Cinderella was going to be by Stephen Curtis Chapman, was going to be our father-daughter dance. And there was no dance, like she wasn't, she wasn't even getting out of her bed. And the night before um, she passed away so this would have been the Monday night uh, I said um, Bridget was with me my wife and I said honey can you just put something on um, her tablet on my tablet <coughs> and she said okay because Priscilla always liked the background music the background noise coming from from the half yards she's used to that noise so um, so we put the Bridget put music on And it was Stephen Curtis Chapman And the third song was Cinderella And, and Priscilla was getting very weak And I just leaned over um, In the bed with her And I said Honey I said Daddy's uh, Our song is on Like Cinderella's on And I said uh, We're going to do our father-daughter dance now And I grabbed her hand, and she held on for dear life, and I sang uh, the Cinderella song to her. I won't sing it to you right now. Thank you. (laughs) But I think I I did a pretty good job. (laughs) So I sang the song to her, and she just clenched onto my hand for all she was worth. And sang the song to her, I put her hand down, and she went to sleep. Wow,
1: wow. Very absolutely cool. incredible. Very cool. That's a great moment that you were given, seriously. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. So many moments I've been given over the last five weeks. Well, I want to say a couple things. First of all, I know from everything you've told me and from my experience at this place, we have got to give a shout-out to Bethel House, right? Is that what it's called, Bethel House? Bethel House. They are
0: absolutely incredible. When you walk in their doors... It's like walking into a house. And they even said, when Priscilla came in there, it was such a peaceful entrance. Mm-hmm. And not peaceful for me, because I know when I was taking her in there, that she wasn't coming out. And that was the toughest part, as a dad. Yeah. Knowing that she's going in and she's not coming out. And by the way, I got her sitting here right with me right now. I have her ashes right in front of me. so she's cool. here with me. That's cool. So
1: thank you. Oh, man. well, Stephen, thanks, man. yeah, just and I mean that thank you for letting me be part of of this whole thing. You know, it's an honor. It really is. Yeah, you're welcome. These you're are welcome. these are really sacred moments, and they're really only meant for, you know, real tight loved ones and family, and for you to for you guys to kind of let me in like this has just been a real privilege. So thank you, I really appreciate it, Stephen.
0: Priscilla wanted her story to be spread around the world, and it already has. Like, even just going into places in town, and they go, like, people we don't even know, and they said, "Oh, we saw this video of." of this young girl that just got married and she died two days later. And I'm going, that was my daughter. Like, that is my daughter. Hmm. So it's pretty powerful. And she had a powerful testimony, um, a powerful life that continues to touch people. And she'll touch people for years to come.
1: Yeah. Yeah, true story. Stephen Halfyard, buddy, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, man. You take care. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, folks, uh, journey segment, that's what we call those. Life throws us curveballs just because there are people of faith out there doesn't mean that everything's peachy for people of faith. I want to get that message across because I'm sick and tired of the other people who have this message that says, once you believe in God, everything's, you know, peachy. That's crap. I have more to say in that, but I'm going to stop because it's not the right time for a rant. If you missed Priscilla's Uh, interview from a couple of weeks ago go to our website type in half yard in the search engine and that'll take you right to her interview and uh and you can watch her video as well we posted her her five minute wedding video and of course two days later uh, she passed here's Stephen curtis chapman with the father daughter song that steven was just chatting about cinderella we'll be right back All too soon, the clock will strike